It meant anything goes. Anyone could die, anyone could fall in love. Anyone could die, anyone could fall in love. Anyone could die. Anyone could die. Agent Concept was so cool. Agent Apocalypse. Concept was so cool. People couldn't believe it. Had to believe it. People couldn't believe it. That thing, they had to believe it. Ooh. Everything that you hit on the known level. At the window. Everything that you hit on the known level. At the window. Everything that you hit on the known level. And I'm Gary Butterfield. And this is Days of Future Cast, the podcast where we are revisiting 2020 in the Age of Apocalypse comic books. <laughs> Gary, mm-hmm. this is not good. Everything is bad. You know, yeah, like I that I, I saw a tweet about it, and you know, be the tweet repeat guy. But so we, you really thought coronavirus was going to take it? Nope. You know, they had the lead, <laughs> and then bam, racism. Have you uh, uh, have you ever read? I'm sure you have not, but um, have you ever read uh, Misery by Stephen King? I have not read Misery. There's a uh, a section at the end of that book where the writer who is imprisoned by um, Kathy Bates <laughs> is what she's called mm-hmm. in the book too. It was really weird. Uh, <laughs> he starts um, talking about how he's hungry and thirsty and envisioning it like a like a horse race and how. Hungry started out real, real strong, but thirsty came around the corner and just took off with it. With it. And I'm like, yeah, boy, is that a metaphor yeah. for 2020? Because <laughs> and there's like, yeah, and yeah. there's 17 horses in that race. <laughs> there's too yeah, many. There's a lot of horses left. You know, we still had to go through uh, an election and a mm-hmm. hurricane season and a wildfire season. Yes. You know, at the time we're recording this, we are staring down a hurricane. Luckily, it looks like it's going to hit east of me, though. Um, oh. Looks like it's going to be a. A New Orleans and Mississippi issue, so, which means we'll probably get like a lot of rain and wind. But you know, yeah, there's huge protests yeah. planned for New Orleans this weekend, and it's going to be really weird how that's going to interact with hurricane stuff and you know the general and the vi- virus and the virus. Yeah, but yeah, we're not. I mean, people kind of seem to think that all of that is just gone, but it's it's not. <laughs> yeah, it it's felt like it has been because there's been you know bigger fish to fry. Yeah, or whatever. But yeah, it's a. It's no good, but that's why we uh, Duckfeed have been bringing you Comedy Week. Yes. So this is the last recording I'm doing for Comedy Week. Oh, well, uh, I'm honored. You know, I'm so, honored. So yeah. really, I haven't I haven't caught up because during the quarantine uh, before Louisiana opened back up, I like I I stopped all podcast listening. Like I just kind of stopped. Mm-hmm. I, I listened to podcasts in my car mostly, so I just didn't. So I'm way behind on everything. Did I? What is what am I missing in Comedy Week? What do I need to know to prepare well, myself? Uh. So when, when somebody talks about, uh, things being extremely bad or whatever, uh, it's comedy week and then, uh, boing or like a sound effect, a fun sound effect, because we're bringing the comedy during this bleak ass time. Oh, comedy week. If you, uh, if you'll stand by a minute, just one, one second, sir, I can, I I can, uh, if we really want to get into some comedy and some sound effects, I think we do because comedy week input device. Let me <laughs> let me just do a couple of things real quick. Spring. Actually, all I have in here is Final Fantasy VIII music and uh, K-pop. So this is probably not going to oh. be really good for it's not comedy music. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. There's nothing funny about Compression of Time. That song is fucking weird and cool. Yeah. It's uh, uh, Final Fantasy VIII, Supernatural Music, and K-pop. So I don't really know that. I, next mm. time, the next time I, we record, I will be prepared with a soundboard of X-Men sounds if we need hey, to. Yeah. You you a K-pop guy? I didn't I didn't know. No no no. We became a um. Oh. A, I mean like we stand we stand the job now because they're they, they have well they we've welcomed yeah. to the resistance. Uh, but yeah, we when the jopping thing happened, it was so weird and like the word jopping was such a, a str- like just out of nowhere. It felt like uh that me and Chris like kind of made it into a bit. So we renamed almost every single active member on our Discord uh with jopping versions of their nicknames. Okay. So the whole Discord turned into and I like renamed channels. Like we went through the whole thing um and then just like overnight it became bad and so we just like completely <laughs> undid everything <laughs> and then like fast forward a year and chris is like we have to stay we, we are required to stay in the job and i'm like what are you talking about i haven't caught up on twitter <laughs> so, uh, the job has returned the job has returned Boing. uh much like apocalypse has and these issues mm-hmm. a uh, joplops uh, no i'm not gonna do it <laughs> imagine, but imagine if you will apocalypse but with a k-pop haircut I, I can. I can imagine a bunch of apocalypses, like all standing in a line to do K-pop shit, you know, as a crew. Well, now this is... Like there's seven, 17 apocalypses. <laughs> this is a video I want to make. This one's the cute one. <laughs> here's the cute one. Here's the quiet one. Here's the cute one. Here's the cute one. Here's the quiet one. Here's the cute one. Here's the cute one. Here's the cute one. And, here, and here's the bad boy. He's the, and here's the bad boy. He really lives the up to the name apocalypse, the of apocalypse, you know? <laughs> Boing. Uh, the, also, I uh, like the idea of a K-pop Madrox Ooh. band. Yeah. You know, M-Pop. Um, yeah, what, uh, what issue are you talking about today? The Amazing X-Men, uh, number two. Hmm. Yes. Yeah. Uh, this is a, a fairly fun week we got. Um, they're still kind of like spinning wheels, I think. And we got one issue that's pretty hard to follow. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, you know, again, I'm finding this continuously breezy. Yeah. Um, you know, sat down to read these today and I was just like, oh, that's comics, baby. My problem um, that I am running into is uh, when I read these as a teen um, and when I was reading comics as a, as a young kid, I cared a lot about it. <laughs> Just like I was yes. really into it. <laughs> and what, what is happening now is like I'll be reading an issue and like there'll be a character in the background that's talking and I'm like, who the fuck is that? And 13-year-old Jeremy would have, like, gone on a mission. Like, he, that would have been, like, I need to find out everything about this dude. I'm going to go through back issues if I can find them. I'm going to do whatever I can. And 39-year-old Jeremy is just like, oh, he's not on the next page. I don't need to worry about it. Gary's going to tell me who that is later. So I will tell you who it is. <laughs> the, the, um, <laughs> yeah, I think if I didn't have the knowledge, I might be in the same place. Like, I, I, I react to, you know, to the world stuff in two different ways. And the, the thing that, uh, so I either just, you know, become depressed and, and, uh, or not become depressed, become like active and like try to do stuff or, uh, what this is feeding what the age of apocalypse is feeding is when I turn into Homer Simpson mode, which like is a character version of me that pops up every once in a while on adaptation decay, which is just like, I'm watching the doom annihilation movie and like really enjoying it because I've, I've been reduced to, to such idiocy that I'm just like, that one's the leader. Oh, there's a ray gun, you know, and and that's how I've been enjoying the Age of Apocalypse. Like, uh oh, Richter's in trouble, you know. Uh oh, how are they going to get out of this one? Richter is the bad guy. What are you talking about? Who cares if he's in trouble? Oh wait, no, no, I'm thinking of the different, a different Richter, right? Wait, which one? You're you're thinking of the correct Richter. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, I was about to say. I I just think he's. I don't think it's going to end well with him. 
for him. Yeah, you know, I meant when he was like turning into crystal and stuff. Oh, yeah. Well, at the, yeah. Yeah, at the end of this year, I was just like, oh, uh oh, Richter. <laughs> you know, I, I I turn into into like a little baby man. Uh, and th- this is really nice for for baby man vibes. Like this is not requiring anything of me. No, it definitely um, like I. I'm sure that. Um, other podcast who are currently covering age of apocalypse uh, is probably doing a really in-depth read on some of this stuff and like trying to pick out themes and everything but especially with the way that the world is right now and with where i'm at which is i'm not going to quite say homer simpson but very very similar like i i am devoting myself to things in order to try to uh keep my mind yeah. off of despair and bleakness um it's i am enjoying it on a surface level and like look how ridiculous this is what are these sounds that this guy's supposed to be making with his powers which we're gonna get into a lot <laughs> yep. on this issue mm-hmm. um and i you know i'm so i'm just like kind of i don't i don't want to say closing my eyes and just enjoying it or whatever because obviously we're reading a comic book but like i'm just kind of soaking it in and, and having a good time with it that's how that's basically basically where i'm at like not that there's nothing i mean these issues these are second issues right so mm-hmm. like They've done the setup, but now they're still kind of like rising action. Yes. You know, so, so not a whole lot happens here that operates outside of that surface level, I feel like. And that's kind of generally true of the, the entire event. I think, you know, like the theming here is like the difference one man can make and apocalypse is real bad and also racism is real bad and stuff. And it just there's there's an element of this where it's like the storytelling was so non nuanced that it feels like some of the stuff is even worth saying. Yeah. You know, like the, like this, you know, it's it's if the theme of this is that like every issue starts with like, you know, 20 years ago, a man died and now we reap the hell and stuff. And it's like, yeah, no, I know. Like, I know this is real bad. Like, this is a really over the top dystopia. It's horrible. Yes. You know, I need solutions. <laughs> I need, uh, <laughs> need apocalypse reform now. What would Elizabeth um, <laughs> Warren do if Xavier died? That's what we're, what we're asking. <laughs> oh boy um yeah so let's let's get into it with our with our surface read of uh hmm, mutants are gonna fight yep um you know which is these issues at the very least uh do good job with that stuff yeah and uh Um, i like this this cover um it's just you know storm Mm -hmm. trying to say quicksilver from um sproingy man (laughs) like i guess that's what that dude is (laughs) abyss abyss yeah um one of the uh, characters introduced for the age of apocalypse Mm -hmm. um this is if you know to catch everyone up these are the amazing x-men they were going to go help the humans evacuate yes on the east coast um and we start off with a scene of that of springy man kept you know uh uh robert fripp um here um (laughs) stealing the little the the moffat from last time last time like the little kid yes you know, our family um, point of view character who is surrounded by some evil rats, which I mean, they just really spent I a lot those of rats. Uh, the rats are good, man. The one on the right, the rat on the right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just like, owned somebody on Twitter. You know, he did, man. Like he's coming back and yeah. he's just chuckling to himself. He's, well, sh- he's, he's a mutant himself and he's, he's going to go oppress the, the, the rat scans. Yeah. Like the, uh, you know, yeah, the non-mutant rats. The rat scans. I just, mm. Mm-hmm. he's gonna let you get it's away good, with though, that actually. gear <laughs> it's actually good um the uh so he this is abyss and abyss is like a highlight character for the artist you're like a kubert highlight character because he has like um spider-man like black tendrils yeah he's made up of you know little strands of things and he sucks people into himself uh and feeds on their hope and despair and then we get this little splash page of abyss uh you know grabbing this this kid and sucking him up in his little his little tendrils. Yes. Here. Like electrical tape. 
And Abyss has a lot of like weird comedian kind of <laughs> vibe yep. to him. Like he's gonna make a lot of real good goofs. Like I feel like it, like this is this is like at some point he's gonna be like, what is the deal with all of these X Men kind of kind of situations? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he's a comedy character. Mm-hmm. He's he's the most lighthearted of the Apocalypse's horsemen. Yeah, considering uh, that he's you know, eating children, right? Like we're <laughs> yeah for for the child eating one. Um, Abyss is a real weird character. I know he did show up in the uh, the main Marvel universe, but I don't know very much about him. Yeah, it's like it feels like they had a design, and then like and he basically gets you know, at least temporarily taken out of the fight during this issue. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's real strange. And we're going to go from him yeah. eating a child and doing a villain monologue um, and calling that one of the humans dead end, which I think is a uh, pretty interesting, like we got, mm-hmm. we get a lot of yeah. flat scans in this, but I hadn't seen dead end yet, which is, you know, dead ends new. Yeah. Um, to our X-Men team who is uh Banshee, um, Quicksilver, Exodus, Exodus and um, Dazzler. And yeah. uh, they have been using the Sentinels uh, to ferry humans off of the continent to get them out of Apocalypse's uh, territory. And now the Madri have showed up with a group of dudes who are bad. The Brotherhood of Mutants. Yeah, that's what is, I said. Uh, the name of this team. Yeah. Um, they have reprogrammed yeah. the Sentinels to kill the X-Men. And it's yep. we're just immediately into a fight. <laughs> yep, exactly. Um, you know, and they get into a fight. Uh, there's a little break off here. I was thinking about, um, I, you know, I know you're behind on podcast in one of the podcasts I was talking about a dream game thing and I brought up X-Men tactics. That was a game po- I really want to have. That was this podcast. Okay. This podcast. <laughs> well, I brought up X-Men tactics a lot, but in this back, you remember X-Men tactics, you know, one reason why X-Men tactics would work is during all these fight scenes, everyone takes turns already. Yeah. Yeah. Like X-Men comics are already a turn-based strategy game. <laughs> like, <laughs> Um, absolutely and that's something like that we complained about with um i think we complained about that in some of the fight scenes and some of the cartoons and things that we saw is like yeah it would, yeah. It would be like a big free-for-all but like none of the characters would interact with each other they would immediately pair yeah. off because that's what the comics would do like there was no kind of like let's make all of this stuff flow together um, but yeah we have to break off well, into individual pieces yeah and, that, and that's why that um that really good um you know uh that one issue during the phoenix saga where the, the fighting actually kind of interfaced mm-hmm. with itself was so fun. Yeah. You know? Um, so yeah, so they're, they're all taking turns again in this fight. We immediately get a break off with copycat and box, AKA, uh, Madrox. Um, and that is, uh, these are two characters from that, uh, kind of going off and they're being sent off on their own little mission, which Quicksilver has to go thwart. Yes. Um, so he runs away from the melee. Most of that fight is going to happen off screen with them taking out the, uh, the no name guys. Um, but copycat, uh, who's a shapeshifter flummoxes, uh, Quicksilver by impersonating Wanda Maximoff yeah. who died in a prequel comic. We might get to at some point. And, um, he's a little fucked up about it. So it really throws him off his balance, which gives, uh, them enough time to kind of like uh, almost kill him. Like copycat's about to bring out a knife when Dazzler shoots it with her finger. And, um, I actually like really like the art on this, like the way that her fingers pointed and like the kind of weird color smoke coming off of it is really cool looking mm-hmm. to me. I like, I think like they did a good job. Uh, Cause some of the, some of the poses these people make in this comic are ridiculous, but like this one actually really works. Yeah. Yeah. This is great. Um, you know, stops him from doing that it is long enough for uh Madrox to zap Quicksilver yeah. and kind of stun him. Um, this is all going to get followed up in uh, weapon X mm-hmm. number two, these two characters. Because they do manage to get away. Uh, Madrox uh, reprograms the Sentinel to fight Dazzler and knock everybody out. Nice. You know, until uh, Exodus pops up. Uh, Madrox, a member of Alpha Flight, who has the power to control machines, 
um, walks around in a giant mech. I've always thought he was cool. Yes. Um, mechs and, are cool. Uh, I mean, what are you talking about? Of course, mechs I, are well, cool. you know, you know, you. <laughs> <laughs> nope. I, that, that, mm, uh, uh, I like mechs when they're the size of like a person. Yeah. You know, like so I like the, a Final Fantasy six mech. So the surge is what we're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Those are, those are cool mechs or like power armor and fallout. I just don't like giant city size ones. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't like ones that are skinny. Like, I think it's dumb when they're skinny. They should be <laughs> bulky and like, you know, they shouldn't look, they should look like machines, you yeah. know, not just like, what if a thin man? You know, uh, no Bishan and Mac yeah. for me. Sure. Bishan and fuck Max. Uh, <laughs> so, so they're all going to die there. Quicksilver is saying like, Hey, you know, defensive maneuvers only. We need these Sentinels to evacuate humans. And Exodus is like, they're not going to, you know, they're going to go with that. We're yeah. going to die. And then storm comes and zaps them all. And, and, you know, electromagnetic pulses them to give them a couple of minutes. Yes. And, um, sh- Quicksilver immediately wants to, uh, just run off. Um, Mm-hmm. Oh wait, we, that doesn't. We, we, well, first we we do some banshee stuff. I'm sorry, I forgot. Um, yeah. Uh, Iceman shows up like in the last issue. He got, yeah, got he's like dispersed, but then he's like, "Hey, what's happening?" And then just disappears from the rest of the comic. Like I'm, I am begging you, Amazing X Men, please use the Iceman. I'm begging you. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't happen during this one though. At the very, very least. Instead, we go over to Banshee, uh, flying out. He's kind of reminiscing on Magneto drawing him out of retirement, and he finds the ship. Uh, the, the brotherhood came here. They're called arcs and the door is open and there's one of the Madri is being, uh, killed uh, or is like, is dead is hanging up in yeah. like an ax, like crucified. And it turns out that abyss did this because the Madri failed. Yes. Um, doesn't seem like they, they really failed, but apparently that is the, you know, he says they, the humans still have a chance of being rescued. So this is what happened. And I'm like, man, don't want to work for apocalypse. That fucking sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Still have a chance of being rescued. Like we're we we're still doing the fight. I mean, you don't know. Like Man. the mad dry could have been fifteen minutes late to work this morning. So like this could be third strike. That's true. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. He forgot to <laughs> clock out for lunch on Wednesday. He was fifteen minutes late yeah. on Thursday, and then today he let all the humans leave. <laughs> he keeps calling in sick on Fridays. That's suspicious. <laughs> I know you're not sick, um, dog. Or right I, before a vacation. I drove yeah. by your house. You were having a party. <laughs> yeah. Yep. 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 We also get introduced um, to some of uh, Abyss's humor here when uh, Banshee is like, who are you? And he's like, you don't know. Fire my publicist. Like, okay, Jim yeah. Carrey. Like, just, yeah. He's, he's got big, big Jim Carrey energy or mm-hmm. like, um, like Mojo energy or something a little bit. You know, he's like, I'm the greatest and latest. Like, he's doing the advertiser voice. Yeah. Uh, which is, it's nice to know that Apocalypse's ranks have some, you know, there's some fun. Sure. Going on there, like they have some fun. Like this dude we starts have fun here in Apocalypse. This dude starts singing at some point. Like it's 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 all over the yeah. place. Um, yeah. I do like that going on. Abyss is like his whole thing is like these weird um like spirals, like tendril looking things. Um, to the point where like he has a normal face, but his tongue is in that shape as well. Like just a good yeah. commitment, right? You know what I'm saying? Like most most villains would not go full tongue. I guess is what I'm saying. Well, he's neat looking. Like this is uh, mm-hmm. a thing that you can do in comics, but not in uh. You know, it'd be hard to do in a movie. Yeah. Like the way he looks like the, you know, this, like telephone cords or something. Mm-hmm. Like I always thought of this looks pretty cool. Um, and he's like, Hey, you know, uh, you have something I want, which is the son of Magneto. I have something you want. And he teases him with the little kid. Yeah. Uh, that's living inside him. It's like pretty creepy. Like, I think this is good shit. Um, know? Banshee flies um, back to go get, uh, Quicksilver and sees like all of these humans in screaming in agony because this is what Abyss does. He unleashes these psionic tremors. 
Um, and then yeah, there's a there's a there's a line here that it's like Sean Cassidy hears their agonized cries rising over the deafening pitch of his own sonic scream, and I'm like, hey, Sean, can you like these guys are in enough <laughs> trouble as already? Can we can you coast yeah. for a while? Like, do you have to like yeah, can can you, <laughs> enough deafening scream? <laughs> it's just insult you to know? injury a little bit, man. Come on, yeah, it's it's uh, it's real good. It's very funny to me that uh, you know, whenever you see Banshee doing anything. It is very, very hard to to remember that he's constantly screaming. Yes, yes, and it's like louder than anything. Like it it ruins some of the gravitas of this whole thing. Oh yeah. Um, and he his basic his the whole thing he does in this comic is go do what Abyss wants. Uh, like he's like, hey, can you grab Quicksilver for me? You're the boss, and he goes and does it. Like, and that's that's basically Banshee in this issue. Mm-hmm. Um, so so he he flies back uh, to go you know rescue uh, tell Quicksilver about the kid. Um, they're all, you know, the fight's over at this point. They're talking about how they've taken out most of the people. Um, there's an interesting thing. They talk about Abyss and how he's rumored to take Bastion's place. Yeah. As uh, one of the, uh, Sentinels or one of the horsemen. Mm-hmm. Um, that's pretty interesting. Bastion was, um, Nimrod put through the siege perilous. So that's a weird thing. Yeah. That's super, uh, that, that was super the, weird. the old horseman. <laughs> and what happened you know? to him? Like, are we going to have to read a pr- another prequel? Yeah. <laughs> Uh-huh. I, I'm sure there is a prequel comic with Bastion. He might be in one of those two that we might read yeah. at the end. They're written by Howard Mackey that are real bad. Um, but the, the X-Men have won basically off screen, um, except for this one little kid. Uh, and uh, Banshee tells Quicksilver, he's like, you know, I'm going to go head over there. Uh, and there's some back and forth between him and Storm, like whether Storm should come with them going back and, you know, whether, hey, I have to do this alone. No, you don't. That's silly. Pretty boilerplate stuff. Yeah. And eventually they both decide to, to go over there um, and they leave the rest of the X-Men to like get all of the humans out of there. Like we've got to reprogram these Sentinels and then um, hopefully y'all, you can get everybody out. And then by the time you're done with that, we'll be back. Um, yeah. There's a weird line where uh, I think it's Banshee talks about Quicksilver. He's like, just like his father, he is not a man who likes to be disappointed. And I'm like, do you know a guy that likes to be disappointed? Like, is that, I love is, it, dude. I fucking love God, being man, I just, I need you to build me up and then just tear me down. That's what I'm looking for here. Yeah. I like to, I like to make a cheeseburger and then I put the, the, the cheese in the freezer oh, and then I put oh, the, the cheese on the cheeseburger and then I just take Good. a big bite and I'm like, oh man, this is, I'm disappointed. I like, I like um, to make a cheeseburger and then just make it just right where you take one bite of the cheeseburger and the whole patty just squirts out of the bun and it just lands oh, on the yeah. floor. Oh, that's the good like shit. Like how right wet there. can you make it, dude? And then yeah. you have to clean it up and you only got a, like a bready. Oh man, why did I eat this over bite? carpet? Oh, that's going to be so hard to clean. Yeah. I'm so disappointed. Yeah. I, uh, I love to vote for Democrats. <laughs> Too real, Gary. We're podcast. Um, <laughs> comedy week. Boing. Boing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so storm goes off and faces him or chases him. Uh, and does this big monologue about how, how in love she is with him. Yeah. Um, I thought this was established, but I guess not. Like she is not revealed to him. Also, there's a panel where she's landing and I want you to take a look at how long her legs are. Mm hmm. In that panel, that's some fucking art, man. That's it. It's weird. Yeah. I, yeah. I think that yeah, looks really like inhuman. Everyone's got really long legs. It's like, it's like they modeled it's her off of Faith Valentine from Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, so, so she's land, landing. They, they know it's a trap, but Abyss does his little thing where he shows off the little kid and, yeah. and that makes him rush in. And this time it's Storm that rushes in uh, instead of uh, Quicksilver, uh, which is like, and I think Quicksilver is like, yeah, that's, I know how she, how brash she can be. So there's kind of like a like a oh we like each other and like we are similar kind of, kind of things going on. Um, yeah, 
she grabs the kid, but not before Abyss starts wrapping his tendrils all over uh, Quicksilver and Storm, and it's 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 a face off. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, this was all part of his plan. This is the uh, the trap um, here. Um, they uh, they let the kid go, and there's a like a gross little detail where it's like the kid is kind of tonic, and Abyss says like, "Don't you throw your gum out when it's lost its flavor," which is like a good you know creepy line. Yeah. Um, at this point. And uh, they kind of have a little moral debate, which is real boilerplate again, you know, oh, you know, you can't treat human lives this way. You know, Quicksilver's just disgusted. Like he's never dealt with this shit. Yeah. It reminds me of, um, there's that John Mulaney sketch about him talking about ice tea on special victims unit where like ice tea is like, you mean to tell me this guy gets off on little girls and, and everyone's just like, yeah, ice, he's a pedophile. You work in the sex crime division. Like. This is what you do. Get used to it, buddy. And I just feel like that should have happened for Quicksilver already, where Quicksilver is like, you regard human life in such a context. Like, man, are you new? Yeah. Like, like wake the, the fuck up, dude. Apocalypse He's one of the breeding pens. Like, what do we... Yeah, yeah they're breeding pens. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have breeding pens when you're a good guy. You were rescuing humans from a continent, not from a city, yeah, from a, a continent. <laughs> it's a calling. What part of calling did you not think was... And this is like one of his, you know, his top brass, you fucking idiot. Um, just like geez, naive X-Men. And it's not the, the first page that we've seen this all, but I think this is where the frip frips get a little intense, um, for whatever, like these little spiral paper things are that make up abyss. Like they just make these weird noises and it's all over the place in this. Um, yeah. Uh, Quicksilver gets really mad and he goes punchy punchy. There's a lot of frips, uh, and it's just what you're saying. Like, you know, there's a lot of real basic mutant, you know, mutant powers don't give us the right to dominate others. And I'm like, the guy was eating a child. Like, I don't know yeah, that. Yes. <laughs> like, don't know we're what you past need to that s- debate. Yeah. What do you Why need are to you see? still trying to debate him? <laughs> like at this point, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's called Ahab for a reason, right? All horsemen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a different uh, character who followed Cable back in the past. And, um, yeah, uh, Ahab so, in the corner, uh, like, not cool, man. Not cool. Yeah, Ahab is like, yeah, don't. It's like me, Karen, and Chad have something to say about this. We don't like how our names are being used this way. Oh, God, dude. Like, in a parking lot the other day, I saw a license plate that said chad.exe, and I'd like to fucking die. I, I couldn't get a picture of it, but I, man, chad.exe just floored That's me. That's great. Ugh. That's funny. That EXE is powerful. It really is, man. Um, the, uh, so the way uh, Quicksilver wins here, uh, like Abyss keeps fripping. Uh, that's where he does his fripping. Mm-hmm. He's Jack the Fripper. Jack and uh, <laughs> and uh, Quicksilver takes him out by grabbing his, uh, one of his tendrils and shoving it into his mouth and basically like, you know, recurse it, like making him a loop. Stop eating yourself. Like, Stop eating yourself. <laughs> exactly. Which makes uh, frip, 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 frip sleuth pup uh is the name that we get sleuth like uh like a detective mm-hmm. pup like a pupper love it uh is the sound effect we get as uh you know and they say it makes really gross sounds as he gets sucked into his own dimensional abyss which is a little easy for one of the horsemen but is a cool way for this guy to die yeah and, and also like uh a- like i think peter says like that's not going to be the last we see of him like that that that's, yeah, that's yeah. going to be temporary like we're not gonna we're, we have we have won this battle but not the war He's going to Iceman himself. And the, the kind of like the thematic payoff they're trying to go for here, which I'm, I'm sympathetic to the writers of Age of Apocalypse trying to set off, set up and do character arcs for new characterization yeah. for these guys in four issues, right? Like that's hard. 
And the idea here is that Storm has always been more impulsive than Quicksilver. Quicksilver has always been more reserved. Uh, Storm convinced Quicksilver to take him, take her with him. Uh, and it was him being uh, impulsive and emotional that led to his victory. Yeah. Like he didn't stop and like calculate the odds or anything. He just got mad and punched, you know, uh, and that, and that won the day. So that is what, you know, the payoff, they come back and it's like, Hey, all the stuff we did to reprogram the Sentinels worked. Yay. It's fine now. We got it. Uh, got to say yeah. the B team is killing it today. Y'all <laughs> B team is to, off camera is the winner of this episode of brownies not for everyone. What do you mean? He, yeah. he, he cold brownies. He's not supposed to be able to call brownies. <laughs> <laughs> I love, uh, when uh, dazzler shows up to tell them that everything worked out. She shows up as mini Dazzler. Yeah, dude, that's great. Like it's an illusion. She could show up as any size Dazzler she wants. And she decided to show up to one that's like nipple high. Yeah. <laughs> or show up as one that's like not super little, but like just kind of a very short woman. It's, it seems like she, maybe it's a thing between her and Storm. She's like trying to see it, send a message like, look what I can do. <laughs> look how high I am. Yeah, look, like, look how high I am. <laughs> look how little I am. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I also, she maybe was just doing it to make words for the room for the word bubbles, <laughs> which is very funny. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I think that's. <laughs> I think that's probably it actually <laughs> how do we make this work they, they called for four panels at the bottom of this and that's not a lot of room yeah uh-huh. we're gonna do four verticals shit like well uh you know she can make an illusion of any size what if she comes up as just a head or like oh no i got a better idea what if she was four feet tall yes done solved that um, problem um so like and they, they they talk about these machines where they're like oh yeah we reprogrammed them and and storm is like well if they can be made to see the light of reason i'm like that nah, that's not that's not the way that that works. Like you didn't convince them of yeah. anything. You shot lightning at them until they did something they're not supposed to yeah. do. <laughs> and harmonics did it. Banshee reprogrammed them with sound like a Commodore 64. Which I like mean, he, <laughs> imagine, imagine being in the room freaked him. where he's just like, yeah. just yelling and screaming at these sentinels. And they're like, I don't think this is going to, Oh my God, it worked. <laughs> I can't <And> believe <laughs> this. I'm honestly quite surprised. I'm glad Banshee's back. Good job. Yeah. Banshee's like, it's yeah, never worked before. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I don't know why it worked now. Oh boy. Um so uh it, now we cut over to New York City. Uh now it is two thousands, it is simply called hell. And we get Rex, the weird Mary Sue character of this whole arc that's been showing up a lot, uh torturing uh Karma, mm-hmm. uh, who is Angel's like bodyguard and security at Haven, his club. Um they found him, Sebastian Saw, who saw uh Angel tell Gambit where to find Magneto has uh squealed and they're trying to get more information from karma uh basically to angel like hey angel probably knows everything about the xavier mansion and where they're hiding maybe we can get that from his second in command yes and they're trying to torture her and they they're talking about gearing out the shadow king who is called the shadow thief in this world and he can you know learn all your secrets but leave you as a husk and we've seen him before he's in a jar which is a great place for the shadow thief to be honest with you um Mm -hmm. and apocalypse shows up and is like you guys got to stop this uh i already know everything that i need to know i'm gonna go fight magneto and that's gonna be the next issue yep we got a apocalypse versus magneto enough said enough said uh, gary we don't need to say anything more so we just yep (laughs) i'm gonna start ending my podcast with enough said it's a good sign off and classic uh classic marvel Horrible phrase. Maybe we should do the, um, I mean, it's comedy week. Maybe we should do like an Excelsior. Patreon.com <laughs> slash DuckVTV. Excelsior. <laughs> Excelsior week. Yeah. You're on Days of Future Cast. Um, this is an R8 issue. I think like this moves things along. Yeah. You know, I, I think it's, it's kind of disappointing that a lot of the action happened off screen, but the dialogue was not embarrassing 
uh, to me. And I think Abyss is cool and interesting. And this makes me want to do a deep dive on Abyss on a wiki and to see like how he appeared in the real 616 and shit. You want to talk about getting off and being disappointed. Read anything about a character on a Marvel wiki. Like you get three paragraphs in and it's like, ooh, what did you know? Yeah. <laughs> Somebody did something stupid with this. Yeah. Uh, but I'm with you. Like, this isn't like, you know, any great shakes, but it's not so awful that I I hated reading it or anything. So, yeah. 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 Not uh, not so bad. Do um, you, as far as um, uh, stuff we've done. Before we get out of here, do you want to um, plug the thing that we're going to be doing? The Duck Fest? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do. Uh, Duck Fest 2, Enter the Compu Realm, is scheduled. Uh, and it is going to be the weekend of, let me pull up a calendar. It's like the 27th 27th and 28th. Yes. Yes. Of this month. Yes. So by the time you're hearing this, if you're on the Patreon feed, it is in one, two, three weeks. Um, and if you Mm -hmm. are listening on the public feed, it is also three weeks because those come out on the same day. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Um, and it's going to be a blast and there is a days of future cast segment. Yes. Uh, where we are going to be covering the uh, Wolverine uh, official Marvel Comics Wolverine podcast. Yes, that they did. I've never that's covered wild. a podcast before. This is going to be really, but like I think the thing that we need to know, you need to know is it's not like us talking about. Um, I don't know. Like I, it's not going to be me and Gary uh, rating and reviewing everything to Guppy, right? Like <laughs> which would be honestly a really killer bit for a podcast. But um, yeah. uh, it's it, different th- bit this time. Yeah, this is actually like a produced like drama thing. So like this is this is yeah. more akin to a, a Welcome to Night Vale or a, um, um, what is the Appalachian one? Um, Appalachian Mountain and Horrors mm. of Appalachia, something like that. Uh, that really dope. Something like that. Uh, creatures of Appalachia. it doesn't matter uh it's one of those it's like a it's like a produced yes. like fictional podcast so it's going to be incredibly interesting um the the only person that i know that has listened to it is fellow duck feed host jala and she liked it yep so i don't know i haven't heard anybody yeah. else's opinion about it <laughs> literally nobody else has said anything about it too so so we'll be doing a service mm-hmm. you know i'm excited to talk about it i think it'll be fun to have this uh you know a different medium yeah me too yeah um and i think that like that's a cool idea like i like audio dramas um, I haven't gotten deep in any of those podcasts that do that kind of thing, um, even though I support their existence. Like, I think it's a cool idea. And I just, every time I see one, I like put it in the later hole, yep. you know, for like, oh, like, I'll just do that someday. And then I never do. But this is finally my excuse to do it. And weirdly, like Age of Apocalypse has made me like Wolverine a little bit more. Like I've, you know, one of the weird things this show has done is maybe like come to peace with the fact that I actually like Wolverine, mm-hmm. you know, after being kind of a comic hipster and be like, oh, he's just overexposed and stuff. And I'm like. No, you know, the Homer Simpson Gary can get way into like, he's angsty, <laughs> you know, Ooh, he's mad now. Someone's going to get adamantium. Like b- I, I can get way mode. into that. <laughs> oh, he's gone into berserk. Sabretooth shouldn't have done that. Um, so yeah, that's simple. Simple, simple Gary will probably be on board. Yes. <laughs> we'll see whether simple Gary or smart Gary shows up to, uh, duck fest too. In the meantime, if uh, you want to support the network, patreon.com slash TV. Um, I've also, and I'm sure Gary probably not going to have a problem with this on all of the podcasts I've been releasing. I've been including a link to uh, Act Blue website that lets you donate to uh, donate some money and choose what um, organization it would go to, whether it's bail relief or um, oh, yeah. all that kind of stuff. So I'll, I'll put a link to that in the show notes, um, but it's actblue.com. You can find that all over Twitter. Like I've been really trying to get that out there for people. So uh, Oh, yeah. Well, and I, I mean, I should have mentioned this before. So DuckFest 2, we're raising money as well. Uh, so for, we're still looking, that's probably what we're going to do is the act blue, like the Omni link yeah. to the, uh, the black lives matter causes, but we're, we're, you know, ending police brutality and, uh, for black rights causes, uh, mm-hmm. raising money 
during the thing. It's not mandatory for for participating in Duckfest, uh, but strongly encouraged. Yes. So like definitely release that on the podcast, and then that's also what we're looking to do that weekend. Um, we didn't feel you know Duckfest was traditionally just like a celebration. It was not our, you know we have a charity stream during the year, um, and this was not that. But we also felt dumb like throwing a party. Uh, so we're not going to throw a party. We're going to throw a party and then also see if we can get some money Yeah, for a good cause. So please include that. Uh, include that on everything. And when you tune into DuckFest, uh, please uh, donate if you're able. Yeah. And uh, not just the Wolverine content. Uh, we're going to be doing some Ask Gambit. Um, um, and we're going to be doing a new Gambit. A thing. new Gambit. We're not going to be doing, a new, a new yeah, be doing any Ask Gambit. Um, it's a, Gambit's got a brand new bag. And uh, my buddy Chris and I are going to be doing some Monster of the Week stuff. So if you're a Monster of the Week listener, you have that to look forward to as well. Yeah. Crossover. Yeah. You know, so, uh, yeah, it's going to be great. I think two days of programming, I think on Saturday night, um, as an after party activity, we were going to do Jackbox, but then we realized like we do Jackbox every month Yeah. and, uh, Nick Glauber wants to participate. So I think he's going to run a uh, tabletop RPG. What? Um, I think he's going to run a game of, uh, Baron Munchausen, which is a fun storytelling improv RPG, uh, that we played that is really neat. Cool. So yeah, going to be, uh, all kinds of good fun. Um, so check that out. Check out Patreon, check out ratings, reviews on Apple podcast uh black lives matter fuck the police um anything else no i think that's it you're good the things yeah a cab a cab ahab excelsior excelsior comedy week boing <laughs>